0: to the, the next episode. Bang, bang. The next episode. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, this. No so just chill the next episode. What up, what up? Welcome to another episode of What, Chris? Oh, the next episode. Duh. <laughs>
1: Yes, I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, with my man, Chris Bucky Watts. We got, you know the sound, you got the music playing in the back. We're talking Mandalorian, episode, I believe 10, chapter 10. Um, This one's called, this one's called The Passenger. There's no show description, um, but pretty much it sticks along the same storyline that we've been having, like, pretty much every episode of The Mandalorian, where it seems to be like a new mission. New set of characters in, in every episode, uh, so we're on this path, and he's still looking for more of his kind. On, on his way out, he oh, his uh, the speed bike got damaged, right?
0: Yeah, the speed bike At the gets beginning. blown up, the speeder bike. Because he's heading back. I mean, that's what's cool about this one is that you know the second uh, this uh, chapter ten is a direct continuation of chapter nine. So the marshal ends, hops on that speeder bike. He's heading back to Mos Eisley spaceport. And freaking bingo, bingo gets captured. So it's like these two stories bled into each other immediately. There wasn't like, because we had a couple in the first season, you know, where you'd right. end the episode and then you'd pick up the next episode and maybe he was still on the same path, but it jumped ahead. Like, he's being chased by a starfighter or he's just walking into a, a plate. You know what I mean? This one was like a direct continuation.
1: Now, this is spoilers going forward, so if you haven't seen it, watch it and then come back. Um, but in this episode, I, I can't remember off the top right now, but how does he get into that situation where he has to take a passenger
0: yeah because she needs to travel with her eggs and she, her husband has seen mandalorians on Kaz, the planet that uh, the moon of the planet or whatever that, that he's on and so she says i'll help you i'll have my husband take you to them a covet a of um, mandalorians if you take me, me ride sublight to that system
1: which he's bummed about because he want it It's gonna take forever.
0: <laughs> what a cool, what a cool little piece in the thing to just talk about the idea that light speed. We're so used to the idea of like, oh, it's so cool. Let's jump to light speed or jump to hyperspace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that like the opposite sucks. Like not just for the time, but basically like if you want me to travel without going to light speed, then I can be pirate ships can grab us, um, bounty hunters can find us, uh, New Republic. People, could police forces can find us. Like it's a, it's a slow road, but it's also a more dangerous road because you can't be a pirate ship can't take you over if you freaking jump to light speed and you're wherever you need to be in thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd be pissed too. it would be like, if you were like, hey man, you can hop on the freeway, and you can just hop on the freeway, you'll be there in ten minutes. Or actually, you're gonna need to take this way that drives you through Compton. <laughs> like ah oh, shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a good. This is actually a good general rule in storytelling i think too is is, um like giving a reason for not being able to do that and that's because her eggs will like what they'll like disintegrate or whatever
0: yeah they can't handle hyperspace uh, because there's some sort of light speed has some effects on the body and there's been hints at that in the past other creatures that couldn't travel that way and stuff so the eggs could just be sensitive to some sort of strange radiation that gives off by the process or the speed or something like that because you think inside a pressurized cabin that you would be immune to that speed jump but apparently there's things that we don't understand about it
1: yeah this passenger was like a frog being have we ever seen that species before
0: no never seen the frog before i mean it's very possible this show is so full of callbacks that frog creature could be right a background character or a pilot of an X-Wing in one of the movies. You know what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. very possible. I I don't like to say we never have because I feel like they've littered so many characters through this through comics and TV shows and movies. But um, it's the first time we've had a real deep interaction, which is something that I think The Mandalorian... I I was actually had this thing I want to talk about about how I think The Mandalorian is like a sociology project (laughs) in the sense that Star Wars has always given us this big story in this grand world, and now the Mandalorian is letting us explore these different cultures, different planets, different right. ways of life. Like, so, like, it can really get in. like, that whole time I understood that frog's, like, culture and what that frog species can do and what they can't do. Like, I understood that at the end of the episode. Right. Where in the Star Wars movies, you know, it's a Luke Skywalker story or a race story or whatever, so... You might see a frog creature, but you don't know shit about them. This one's like, no, we're going to teach you all about, like, I, in the Marshall. We didn't talk about it, but I just watched that episode again last night. And it's like, we all knew Tusken Raiders were a thing, but nobody knew shit about a Tusken Raider. Right. Now you right. understand, like, their culture the speaking. Their, their sign. Yeah, Jawas, like, their speaking, their sign language, their customs, like, all that shit you learn. Like, even about a sand crawler, like, for Jawas. I didn't mm-hmm. understand that a sand crawler was called, like, a sand fortress or a, crawl, a fortress crawler. Because, like... Once they're inside, it's almost like a turtle shell. Like Jawas are, it's b- very hard to get them out. Right. So it's a little shit like that we get to learn from this show that makes it such a treat every week.
1: Yeah, and before we go a little bit further, I do want to get um, your take, Chris. This currently has on Rotten Tomatoes 75%, although they could be talking about a different episode altogether considering they <laughs> called it, what do they call it? the confrontation, right? Which is weird, I don't know why it says that. That's definitely not what the episode is, but yeah, it's a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. And over at IMDb, this episode it has an 8.0 out of 10. Um, yeah, Chris, what do you think of the episode in general? In a general saying,
0: I really liked it, I, I really did. I think that it's it, we're seeing a lot for they have a good way of doing monster of the week type episodes, right? So every week he's got a new little adventure, a new little thing to go on, and it's loosely connected to the plot. And then, you know, in the last two episodes of the first season, you see it really come down to brass tacks. But I love how the Marshall started with this story that took place, and they all had a common goal. And then this one was just a common goal that led to some shenanigans. And I really enjoyed the monsters in it. I enjoyed the sense that, you know, the Mandalorian's not... He's not perfect, and he's not... um, it's not all going to go his way. Like he's going to have to work really hard to make things happen. Sometimes like having a wrecked ship. I I liked how they introduced the new Republic. I liked the callbacks to the prisoner episode. Um, yeah. I thought it was a really, really good episode Tight up, and it had a lot of energy. It felt like it was moving. Like I was moving while it was moving. There wasn't a lot of dead space.
1: See, I kind of felt, um, slightly different in that regard. I did kind of feel like this was a filler episode and they don't have any of those. I would say it definitely
0: doesn't play. It definitely doesn't like further the plot of the series. I would totally agree there. But what I do think it does really well is, is just show the struggle. It's, we're so used to seeing star Wars movies where Anakin or Luke's right. or whoever's like, I got to do this thing. And then it's like side swipe camera and they're there. I like the idea of like, it's a tough road out here in space and shit's going to go wrong for us a lot.
1: That's true. And I've definitely, someone pointed this out to me and. In- made more, a little bit more sense was that they always said it. I mean, it's the first two episodes, so it's going to come back later some, some way or another. My only thing was sure. the way the last episode ended with Boba Fett. Like,
0: Sure. yeah, yeah it, I When was is li- that going to come back? And now he's left tattooing. So he's at some point going to have to go back to tattooing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. See, so I that's what I was thinking was going to happen in the next episode where, you know, they, we'd get to see something happen with that character, but, we didn't get anything. Except for the fact that he's like still being hunted somehow. Because right. those guys at the beginning were trying to take Baby Yoda. But um, I'm a, I'd am i give this, out of all the episodes, I'll, I'll give this one a meh. I don't think I've given a meh to any of the Mandalorian episodes. Um, so maybe I'm being a really, little I, h- harsh. Yeah,
0: I still give it a splash because, you know, the thing that I think of this is, like, I totally understand what you're saying, um, but I had a lot of fun. Like the spiders creeped, the ice spiders creeped me out. And definitely. the idea of Baby Yoda trying to steal eggs. And um, yeah. I just, I, I loved this.
1: There's, there's definitely a lot of really extremely cute, like Baby Yoda moments in this one. For not having a major, like not being able to really do much, but just like make facial expressions and eat things. It's There was a lot of like cute things that he did or she totally. did or whoever Whatever sex it it, this and this being is, but um, I'm anxious, Chris. I I talked to you a little bit about this right before the show, but um, speaking of Star Wars, while we're on the topic, um, there's a new Lego holiday special coming out. I believe it's gonna be on Netflix or maybe Disney Plus. I think it's Disney Plus, and okay. it looks pretty funny. Uh, I. <laughs> They poke fun at all the the original, like, Star Wars stuff. There's also some multiverse or, like, time travel pieces in there. So, it's good.
0: I, I love shit like that. And how did you find this? Was, this? was this on network TV or was this released on something else?
1: No, actually, I, I saw the trailer, I think. Was on it Inst- on
0: Disney Plus?
1: I'm trying to find that now. I, I think I saw it on, yeah, it's going to be on Disney Plus November 17th.
0: <laughs> dope 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 I, i'm and gonna watch the hell out of that we'll do it we'll, we should do a, a special the next episode a uh, next episode holiday special
1: a holiday special next episode i'm down i would definitely oh, yeah that.
0: that'd be great to talk about it i mean we're talking about how awesome mandalorian is and we can sneak in a little star wars holiday in there too
1: yeah so i'll read the the little thing it says down here it says the lego star wars holiday special reunites ray finn poe chewy rose and the droids for a joyous feast on life day Ray sets off on a new adventure with BB-8 to gain a deeper knowledge uh, of the Force. At a mysterious Jedi temple, she is lured into a cross-timeline adventure through uh, beloved moments in Star Wars cinematic history, coming into contact with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and other iconic heroes and villains from all nine Skywalker Saga films. But she, will she make it back in time for the life they feast? And learn the true meaning of holiday spirit, so that's the uh little plot there, okay, I'm, yeah. you
0: know what I'm in
1: and they're also poking fun at the holiday special because that was like one of the biggest bombs, I think every yeah, of all time
0: yeah, it's everyone made has fun it. of constantly everyone makes fun of that thing
1: but we did I mean we did get boba fett out of that, so
0: we got the little the thing you know
1: a little cartoon
0: there's been a lot of callbacks in the Mandalorian to that holiday special, you know the pitchfork. Rifle exactly. his, his pulse rifle his um the way his freaking him riding that thing all do kinds we, of stuff.
1: The other thing too, I don't I don't think we mentioned it on the last episode with with um, Boba Fett's armor is you do see Timothy Oliphant like bend over like the toy to shoot the rocket, which
0: yeah, that's is like funny. A, I was just talking about that last night watching that episode again about how what a what a fun job that the Mandalorians doing of sneaking in these little Easter eggs of things we've scene for those that don't know Boba Fett's jetpack never fires a rocket out of it it doesn't even really necessarily the original in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi doesn't have a rocket feature but there was a toy that was released by Kenner that had a a rocket that would shoot out of the pack when you bent Boba Fett over never in the movies it's one of those weird things but then you got to see in the Marshall they incorporated the fact that this and probably if somebody's going to be like listening like actually the Empire Strikes Back it is a missile in there there's nobody he never fires it but it's there (laughs) um but the idea that oh cool that missile thing is a callback to this toy that people had who was like who well, that doesn't shoot missiles but dope, so what a what a cool little fun thing they're doing.
1: Well, actually, this goes back. They act that toy actually never, or it was recalled. What? So, yeah. Were choking on the missiles. Yes, and um, so they don't think they ever released it.
0: People are shooting them into the back of their freaking throats.
1: Yeah. So for example, there's this uh, article that. Um, Rare Holy Grail Boba Fett action figure hits eBay for twenty. Uh, excuse me, two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Rocket-firing Boba Fett has attained a mythical unicorn-like status in the galaxy nice. of Star Wars collectibles. In nineteen seventy-nine, yeah, in nineteen seventy-nine, the fearsome intergalactic bounty hunter figure was a part of a mail-in rebate program. Toy company Kenner designed the Fett figure in nineteen seventy-eight with a key feature: a tiny spring-loaded plastic ma- uh, missile. That launched from the bounty hunter's backpack. What worries kids might choke on the tiny projectile sent rocket firing uh, Fett to pre- prevail Sarlacc pit, and only a non firing version was made available to the public. The prototypes were supposed to be destroyed in the late 70s, but fell into various hands over the years. So now it's like that if you can get a Boba Fett, I don't even, they're like all blue, they're not even painted. All blue figure with the rocket, you can. Make some loot. Give me the loot. Give me the
0: loot. Make some loot. Get yourself some money.
1: Yeah. But again, that's, that's all due to that cartoon on a holiday special. So <laughs> that's where we get that. Now we have the Mandalorian. So crazy how stuff evolves. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about Um, as far as like the this episode or... <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, I'm interested, you know, like, like you said, like, this didn't have any like, Ooh, what's that? How's that going to work into the next thing or what's that? You know, the Boba Fett thing was obviously in the first episode, such a, you're like, Oh, something's going to happen with Boba Fett. And obviously it makes sense. Like I think Timothy Oliphant, we're going to see the same pattern, right? He meets people on his journey and then he goes back to those people at different times. So I know Timothy Oliphant and that town are going to play a role again. I mean, they, they basically spoon feed that to you. Right. Um, and I think that. Um, but this episode didn't really have that little like, oh, what, what's going to happen next? But I really do think that it was it was a fun way to get an idea of culture and struggle and definitely worth a worth watch, even just for the fact that the introduction of the New Republic was cool. I was a big fan of the fact that he's being trailed by X-Wings and they're like, you know, a police force, almost like, hey, we're going to run your tags. And it looks like you're part of something. <laughs> and then they end up saving him only to be like, all right, fend for yourself, dude. We did our We did our thing. We're out. So that was a cool tie back to that episode the prisoner the Bill Burr episode um being like hey man we we fit, we knew you were part of that heist uh but it looks like from all the stuff we looked at you were actually the good guy so we're going to let you go with a warning but uh <laughs> yeah just be careful a... out there and don't get killed by these giant spiders all right
1: Yeah they they totally wasn't going to help him like get the ship out he <laughs> was like they were like
0: yeah, he's like Fuck how you. would you help me I I like that line Yeah it was it was such a like a police type move i felt like <laughs> to be like hey i'll forgo those bounties if you guys help me fix my ship how about we just leave you here and we don't fucking arrest you, asshole? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, chill. Like, okay, good deal. Good deal. You guys take off. Thanks for coming.
1: Um, A few things to note, too. There's always a um, special guest, I guess, You, or even almost like a hidden actor, which I thought mm-hmm. Frog Lady might be, but apparently Frog Lady is played by Misty Rosas. Well, I don't know that who that is.
0: Me neither. There is one thing about this episode I did not mention. Did you notice who directed it?
1: On this episode? Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. I did see that, yes.
0: Peyton Reed. And those that don't know, Peyton Reed has done, uh, he's been a director of a few movies, comedies mostly. She did Wonder Woman, right? Uh, No, Peyton Reed is the man who did Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2. Oh,
1: right, 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 right. Who am I thinking
0: of? Yep. He also did the breakup in another movie back then, but the two the, you know in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's another Marvel director who's jumped over. Taika did one, did two last season. He was a voice and he directed mm-hmm. one, I think. And yeah, he only,
1: he only directed one. Peyton
0: Peyton Reed directed this one, so I was obviously Patty Bryce team. Dallas Howard has done one and John Favreau, so they're they're kind of spreading the love on who directs them and I thought it was a fun, it was a fun one. There was even a couple of little chuckle moments and stuff, so I enjoyed it.
1: In the grand scheme of things, we're going to get some callbacks. Um, you know, I'm still waiting to see Usually, I feel like in seasons, and I'm, we're going a little bit longer than normal, but usually in seasons like this, when we have such a cliffhanger from season one, I, I kind of thought that maybe we'd have some kind story of storyline uh, of Moff Gideon, what he's up to, of how he's... Sure, gonna, what he's up to. You know, he's, you know he's the balance. Come back. Yeah, he'll have to come back. The second back.
0: half of this season is going to be him for sure. I, th- I think the first half of the season is going to be establishing Mandalorians and trying to find where to take Yoda, and then, I mean, we still need to get more Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano's coming in, we know, and Moff Gideon's going to be the main villain. So there's a lot to happen in the next six episodes.
1: Yeah. Uh, what What's-her-name's going to be played by Bizarro Dawson, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Ahsoka. A grown-up yeah. Ahsoka Tano, which will be dope.
1: Yeah, so that there's a lot still to come and a lot of things unfolding, so can't wait for that. Um, that's exciting. I wish... I've noticed yeah. that the episodes are a little bit longer this season, but I'm okay. I'm okay for it.
0: Oh, fine with it i'm definitely in yeah
1: it. yeah curious to see where it all takes us but if uh if you like the show or episode rather or hated the show let us know hit us up in the comments in whatever place this has comments if they haven't <laughs> or hit us up on instagram at g splash podcast whatever, whatever. <laughs> or email us at g <laughs> splash bc at com. christmas uh is coming up so maybe want to Hit those links in the bottom. Pick up uh, your fam, a G-Splash hoodie or T, because they're there. But that's going to do it for this episode of the next episode. We'll be back on Wednesday with our episode number 151. And that will be fun. I've got to look at the schedule.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: But other than that, I'm out of here, baby. Bradley Bax will be out. Peace.
0: Bye. Later.